Here we go. Another episode of Hanging with the Pups. So, changing the theme up a little bit. We're going to switch it up. A little less talk, a little more music. But it's still going to be a mix, you know. Got to make sure that the, we're using the internet for something. So, you can hear the pups in the background. There they go. And, uh, yeah. So, we just got off string of fights. Um, I was in uh, quarantine. Well, not quarantine. I, there was a lockdown for the... For the McGregor Poirier fight, so I didn't see it. Couldn't order it. Tried to order it, but couldn't order it. And uh, yeah, couldn't go out. I mean, I'm sure there was somewhere open, but uh, had some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Yes, indeed. So the pups are fine. Had a bout of a, of a problem, but everything's cool. Everything's good. Been concentrating on some uh, some music and so on. But really, we want to dive into doing some of this, this fight stuff before we get into the new music section. So, yeah, the McGregor fight snapped an ankle. That was tough. Poirier is a pretty thick guy at this point, pretty heavy-handed. If you've ever met someone who is heavy-handed, you know what I mean. It's, uh, I mean, McGregor's heavy-handed too, but uh, by heavy-handed, I mean like the whole upper body torso is all the way down to the, the knuckle, which just makes it tough to deal with. It's a constant reminder, and you, you can't walk through it. That's impossible. So then you got to be kind of like a counter striker, and that's uh, – I don't care what anybody says. You know, if you're focused on counter striking in MMA, you're going to get taken down. So it's not boxing, right? Errol Spence Jr. or Floyd Mayweather, those guys would get taken down so quickly. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, maybe not, but uh, you get the point. Floyd was, let's be honest, Floyd was a a dodgeball champion at the end of it. So uh, early Floyd was cool, though, but late Floyd was, I thought it was a joke. Um, yeah, but he did uh, beat up Canelo, though. I mean, he legit beat up Canelo. But the later fights, pretty much starting with Pacquiao on, were, were kind of a joke. Sorry to the Floyd Mayweather team. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to box. I'm just saying those were some super boring fights. And if you look down, there's some good up-and-comers in boxing. Uh, you know, thanks to YouTube. Shout out to YouTube for... And shout out to DAZN and, um, you know, TSN, some of these other networks for, for putting highlights out there of every fight. 
so there's some good stuff out there with uh I don't know if TSN's one, but yeah, I get a, a sports networks in general. I get a fair amount of boxing. There's some good guys there in the middleweights, you know, middleweight, welterweight, lightweight, super middleweight, super welterweight. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think we talked about this in one of the episodes that I have a pretty limited knowledge of the exact weight requirements that relate to the uh, to the <laughs> to the name. I mean, I know the general matter, but, and I know what's lighter than what, what's heavier than what, but not so sure about the other stuff. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, we're going to do an interlude here. John Mayer just put out a new album. It's called Sob Rock, S-O-B Rock, and it is what it is. Uh, but I like it. And uh, I think you'll probably like it too. Easy, smooth listening, really easy to uh, relax with. So we're going to go ahead and get one of these up here. I'm not sure if this is the best one, but uh, here it goes. This is John Mayer, Till the Right One Comes. Some people around here be calling me crazy. 
Must be something's been wrong before. Stick around now and you might find me. Prove you wrong when the right one won't come. There you have it. That's John Mayer. Till the right one comes. I know that some people might cringe on that one. I like the whole new album. I think it's good. Uh, that one's a, even a little bit more. Um, I don't know what I could say, girly. <laughs> then... Uh, than some of the other ones, but the whole album's really good. You can put it on beginning till end. Hit up the barbecue. So that's a good thing. There's a shortage of music that you can actually listen to while you're on your deck without, you know, being a jerk. So that's a good thing. So uh, let's get let's get back to it. The, uh, you can hear the, my puppy's chewing on a bone in the background, so that's, uh, that's that noise. Uh, and no, I don't set that up, that's, that's every day, pretty much. So, yeah, we got, um, oh yeah, to the McGregor Poirier bout. You know, the lead-ups to that with Burns and Wonder Boy, I thought, were predictable outcomes. Burns is under hoofed, so you know he's going to know how to catch those high kicks. He's not going to go out. The only thing that took Burns out was just super hard straight right. I mean, in between the guard, really. Straight right from a guy who's made of, you know, 4% body fat and the rest is essential organs and muscle, uh, Kamara Usman. So, and, and a good, a good kind of muscle, you know, really a lot of striking behind Usman. So, yeah, I think Usman, when all is said and done is, you know, I know it's based on looks, but he's got a kind of like a Holyfield kind of um, haggler kind of style. That's really what he is. He gets inside and he just, you know, he, instead of clinching up and taking someone down, he's just striking right through that guard. So it's hard to catch a hard strike through a standing 
guard, if you will. So there's no surprise that Burns is has his difficulties with that. I mean, what, what's he going to do? Is he going to he's got to keep his distance till he takes him down, and then he's he's spending a lot of time in the mid range trying to set up takedowns. This is not a great fight for Burns, um, but that's fine. I mean. I, I think Burns can beat Usman, but it's not going to be stand-up striking with him. And I think, um, you know, that when he when he caught Usman early, I think their game plan went out the window. And they thought, oh, we're just going to beat this guy up and strike with him. And I think they, they measured Usman up to be a wrestler, um, probably from the Covington fight, but where the highlights of that fight were kind of in that wrestling mode. But if you look at Usman's style, that is what I said it is. And you can call that wrestling, uh, you know, but uh, I don't consider that wrestling. I consider him the same thing that makes all top fighters great is he gets in the mid range and he fights from the mid range. And that's Habib. That's Usman. They're in a range that most people can't be aggressive from. And that's in that middle. It's almost close range, but it's still, uh, they're in a dangerous place and they're continuing to press forward. Most guys, when they get there, it's takedown or clinch up or back off. That's where the, that's where you win fights um, if you're a top guy. And I think that's been proven time and time again. And, uh, you know, the only person who might be an exception to that is uh, Saint-Pierre because of his, his karate background. But if you look at the style of his striking and the style of his kicking, the most damage was not keeping someone far away. No, the, and he wasn't a counter-striker. He created distances where he was optimizing the power of what he was doing. Um, and... You know, I know that's not news to anybody, but that's what it takes um, to get to that top level. And I think if you look at Jones, uh, Jones gets people in Mai Tai elbows. I mean, I, that's it's astounding to me that guys end up getting multiple Mai Tai elbows dropped on them when they're elite guys. But it's his ability to keep the close range distance. It's a different level. It's a different concept of what it means. And uh, it's, it, you know, you could say, oh, they're not afraid to get hit. That's actually the opposite. I think the top guys, you know, I was watching St. Pierre talk about this and a few times. And he was saying, look, I, I am super afraid to get hit. Um, and if you're in the right range, if you've trained to do damage from that range, and the other guy has not. Uh, you know, a lot of guys find it difficult to punch across. Like, you know, across left, a lot of guys use that as a protective measure. If you look at Russian boxing or, you know, that drop left hook to protect yourself. I mean, it, it you can knock people out with it, but it's really a step back. Um, it's a counter punch. And if you look at, I mean, that's classic, but if you look at Pierre, he's, he would take that forward. 
Same thing with Habib. You take, people say Habib punches awkward. He doesn't punch awkward. He punches forward with even traditionally uh, punches that are used in defense. And they create a strike based on a defensive movement. So it's, it's at that point, they're ready for offense right when that strike finishes. It's not counterpunching. Uh, if you look at counterpunching, guys tend to get... I mean, they can get there, but, um, you know, I talked last episode about Clay, Clay Guida for, I mean, he's been knocked out a lot, but what does he do? What was I talking about in that episode? Same thing, a level and a, a forward attitude that is um, hard to deal with. It's a range that most people don't really train for. Um, it's not wrestling. Um, it's, 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 uh, not striking. It's in between. And I think it all, you know, Guida is the exception. He's been knocked out a lot. So what, I don't think he's afraid of the other guy. I think these other, these top guys are Anderson Silva, legitimately afraid to get hit. Right. So, but, uh, amazing. I mean, afraid to get hit with with shots. He's not one of these guys like, oh, I'll just walk right through this guy. No. So, anyways, uh, from Silva to the main card, you Poirier McGregor. Uh, you know, I I had noted. I think everyone had, but it, McGregor's been on the bike last two fights, uh, which we had never seen before. And you got to wonder if he's rolling his ankles too much on the bike. First off. If anyone's ever gone from jump rope and running now to riding a bicycle a lot, it's it's outside outside of the calf muscles. Uh, it's completely different, um, and it, that changes your posture, your stance, everything. I I you know first time he, I saw that I was wondering what is he you know why is he on the bike so much. Um, and I can, can swear to that. I was wondering why is this guy on a bike so much? And I assumed it was just kind of like his new thing, kind of a hobby. Like people have said about him, you know, his, his head's not in the game, but I think it turns out that he probably did have some issues. He didn't like jump roping. He didn't like running anymore. And that, that just tells you there was some, some pain down there, probably just some residual, discomfort that caused him to uh, change his style of what he was doing and uh, or you can say that that uh, you know that he just you know that it occurred in the actual fight I, I don't I think with most of these guys it doesn't occur in the actual fight and I, and I I know that people will probably disagree with me but I uh, had a stress fracture injury. I've had a stress fracture injury. I know what it means to rehab that. And uh, it's not a normal pain. It's a pain that you could go through, um, train through for millions of dollars, especially. So, um, and on top of that, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, it, 
that's what's scary about stress fractures is that they just kind of give out at some point. So you have to rehab them seriously. And if you see a professional, they would tell you some advice like what he was doing. Look, cut down on the low impact, high impact stuff for your cardio, switch over to a bike. You know, and it all comes with a positive attitude if you're that rich. You know, the guys, doctors and the receptionists and everyone's telling you, look, you know, riding a bike is really fun and they're rehabbing people, right? So, um, you know, these stretches are really super good. And, you know, a guy like Connor would get into it, I'm sure. So I don't I called him Connor. That's ridiculous. I kind of like uh, whatever guy like Connor would get into it. Um, yeah, so that's what I think happened. I, I think maybe he also maybe landed something that was awkward, but I don't think that would just happen. And I think that's true for all of these guys. I think they have residual issues from banging on trees too much with their legs and, uh, and that'll do it. Eventually it's going to give out. So big question. Uh, do I think Poirier is better? I think Poirier can be beat. Dan Hooker uh, could never get to the chin, really. I mean, Hooker was just trying to outreach him in a con. I mean, that was that cra- that fight was crazy, right? Uh, just trying to outreach him and, and punch over his punches the whole time and Hooker was tired, obviously, in that fight. I thought his, his, I don't know if it was his cardio, but his punches were not quick. They were heavy, but they, I mean, he was doing damage. That was a good fight. Don't get me wrong, but there was no snap to them. Not like an Adesanya who, who can still snap off a punch. Um, it, yeah, so I'd, I'd, Put Adesanya versus Hooker on TV. I'd do that. But anyways, um, yeah. So I think the point is, Poirier's got a good chin. He's got a he's got a chin on him these days. He didn't used to, but now he's got a lot of mid-range muscle. His neck it's built up. His shoulders are built up. It all goes right down to the knuckle. So, you know, he, he's done a fair amount of training and um, a knockout with him is unlikely, I would say, at this point. I know he's going to get older, but I don't see people knocking him out at this point of, of who's there. It does not seem likely. Now, again, in a year's time, he's spending too much time on the sofa could be if he changes his his regime but at this point I, I think he's got good pad work uh he's got really good form what's interesting about him is he he trains in a boxing format which is kind of unique for uh, for an mma striker he he uh, essentially he took on some boxing at some point, his hips, his hip movement is very good. It gives him really heavy punches. Uh, he's got a lot of heavy arm movement there. Uh, I think he doesn't overtrain when he's not in camp. I think that's important. 
uh, keeps a, he keeps some extra, some healthy weight uh, out of camp, and then he brings it on down when he needs to, stays fit. But I, I think he's in the right place. Do I think he can beat Oliveira? Well, that gets to the point. Oliveira has got some stuff other than trying to knock him out. So uh, you put him in there with a banger. He's probably the best banger. You put him in there with Habib, Habib would take him out again. You put him in there with Oliveira, you know, Sambo versus uh, versus Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know. Uh, Sambo is, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of Sambo. I've learned a, a fair amount, you know, again, a fair amount of, of Sambo just observationally and uh, spending some time in Russia. So I, I, I never joined a class. Uh, but uh, never say never. Anyways, when you when you're there and you're around it, you, you learn some of what people are doing. And um, I think the one advantage is, like I said before, that they're prepared to strike from a number of different levels. And in jujitsu, obviously, you aren't training to do that. So can Oliveira beat Poirier? Well, he's not going to beat him up. If he starts thinking that he's going to knock guys out like he knocked out Michael Chandler, who has a hard glass jaw. Michael Chandler has a glass jaw, but it's pretty thick. Uh, it's hard. Once you get there, you're there. I don't think Poirier has that. Uh, so, no, he's not going to beat him up. He's going to have to do something. And I do think he can. I, I think Poirier's lateral movement, specifically on the ground, I think is probably compromised by his punching power. Just from my own experience, if, if you're turning your hips that much, your your downward plant isn't going to be as steady. So I, I think that Chandler will be able to roll him at some point. The question is, can he lay into it at that point? And is Justin going to be willing to get punched in the face for two minutes instead of giving in. So we don't know. Um, but uh, that's going to be a good one. That'll be a really interesting one. That, that one's for the boys and the girls who are really into it. I don't know what the pay-per-view will be, but uh, really stoked for that fight. Finally, a lightweight fight that's interesting. I mean, the don't get me wrong. The, the McGregor fight is exciting, but it's not an interesting fight. Can he knock him out or will he get knocked out? That's not an interesting fight. The Poirier-Olivera uh, uh, fight, that that has some merit to it. I think that'll be a good time. So we're going to roll out on Mayer's new album. Um, try to get you a different one again. It's, it's called Sob rock it's kind of a concept album so um just kind of easy listening haven't heard an easy listening rock album in about 30 years so we'll roll out on this one have a good time enjoy train well